Lazy Person's Book Club presents... You can blame it on the season, blame it on the weather, oh, blame it for no reason, on a feather... Blame it on Hoboken! It's the funny, music-fueled, modern love story with a touch of mystery set in Frank Sinatra's hometown. You can blame it on the game, blame Today's it on the episode, oh, Stings and Arrows, Part 2. Previously on Blame It on Hoboken, New York City tour guide Carolyn Cates is using Euclid's proof of perfect numbers to try and find true love on a deadline. And it seems to be working. She's getting married in two days. We join her in the samples room at Arrow Printing as she discovers a photograph on the wall that has a a stunning connection to her favorite landmark in the city, the grave of the 19th century poet Enid Hobb. An executive from Arrow Printing has just joined Carolyn in the samples room. So we're here to talk wedding place cards, am I right? We are, but can I ask you first, where did you get this photograph? I know this man, I mean, not personally, but historically. I'm a huge fan of his, actually. You and a lot of other people. Carolyn had heard the man's voice somewhere before, but she was too focused on the photograph to wonder where she'd heard it. The architect's face was so kind-looking. His posture was upright, and he held his eyeglasses so lightly, yet surely. She could imagine him designing Enid Hobbs' home on the desk in the forefront of the photo. That guy was my great-great-uncle on my mother's side, something like that. But if you ask me, he's one of history's all-time losers. Guy thinks he loves this dame, so far so good. Then she dies at a very young age, which is sad, I agree. But does my illustrious ancestor pick himself up and start all over again? No, sir. He mopes and he pines and he mopes until the grim reaper says, All right already, and puts the guy's lovelorn keister in a plain pine box. End of story, some people say. But what do you want to bet that when the clock hits zero, Mr. Mopey thinks... Maybe I should have had a little more fun while I had the chance to. By then, of course, it's lights out time. Game over. Like I said, a loser. But this picture doesn't say that at all. There's nothing brave about being lonely, and there's nothing smart about living alone. Life is like Noah's Ark. Everything should come in twos. Now, I grant you, the old man here lived in different times. He didn't have a Noah to fix him up. But I think he could have benefited from some online dating or a dirty movie, maybe. You feel down, you watch one of these, and well, I'll end that comment there. It's, I'm in mixed company. My point is, young lady, they say my uncle was some kind of romantic hero. But if you ask me, all he needed was a helping hand. And boom, he would have been back in the saddle romantically. Bye-bye, dead poet lady. Hello, Ark. That's a pretty harsh interpretation of the story, don't you think? I mean, what about the symbol of the arrows and the heart that the architect and the poet Enid Hobb, his bride-to-be, created to symbolize their love? It's beautiful, and it's made hundreds of people happy. What about the poem that Enid wrote for your uncle? And what about the song? A song? I don't know what you're referring to. Come on. You know Arrow of Love. It was inspired by the poem that Enid Hobb wrote for your uncle. It's the biggest song of the year. The radio's been playing it 
DJs play it in clubs. My dry cleaner plays it. It's impossible to miss. Yeah, well, we don't keep a radio here, and my wife takes in my dry cleaning. Maybe I've heard that song somewhere, but let me tell you something. Arrow of Love is overrated. Suddenly, Carolyn knew where she'd heard that voice. As it happens once upon a time, not too long ago, our little club had a collection of original Sinatra vinyl recordings. Used to have. Had. Until someone took them. A very knowledgeable someone. Someone who knew the good stuff and how to get it. To this day, the identity of that villain has remained a mystery. Then what do you know? Last night out of the blue, our missing box of recordings reappears. Nothing damaged with one exception. A record with a missing piece, which we assume will be missing forever. But now, thanks to you, our collection is complete once more. Is it in perfect condition? No, but that's okay. Perfection is overrated. She spun around and did a double take. And for the second time in an hour, her double take proved her right. The man standing before her was the chairman of the board from the Friends of Frank's Club in Hoboken. Tom Ross. Carolyn Cates. I've met you before, haven't I? Give me a second. I never forget a face. Oh, no. You're that crazy broad, the one who jumped on our stage. I'm sorry about what happened at your club. Sorry doesn't cut it, young lady. You young people today, you think is the world is all about you. You've got no respect for tradition, no thought for your elders. Yeah, but now I guess it's safe to say you found your missing friend. Because here you are, getting married in a New York minute. Congratulations to you both. I hope you'll be very happy. Look, I know what I did was wrong, but it was the only thing I could do. I still haven't found my friend, and I really need to find him before my wedding. And I think you'll be glad when I do. Why would I care about your friend? I got all the friends I need. Carolyn glanced back at the photograph of Enid Hobbs' architect. He looked calm and kind, with confidence to spare. So she borrowed some. You should care about my friend because indifference is overrated. You and your ex-wife had three children, am I right? Which ex-wife do you mean? I got a few. I'm talking about Maureen. You know Maureen? We've met. The two of you had a daughter and two sons, am I right? But you haven't seen the younger son in a very long time. The chairman of the board's bravado gave way at those words. The lines around his mouth went slack. His expression was pained. Look, I don't know who you are, and I don't know what you think you're doing. But you can't help me. If you have real business to conduct here, I'll take your money. But this other conversation is over. Do you understand? But... Okay, then. Wedding reception place cards, right? We have a lovely selection, one of which will surely fit your needs. Um... This one looks nice. Could I get 200 by tomorrow? I'll mark it as a rush job. Done. Anything else I can do? Carolyn came up with a plan. It was a crazy plan, but that was okay. Crazy was her new normal. Uh, yes, yes, there is. We need a wedding band. Is that so? We were thinking of hiring a DJ. You young people, 
You don't know what's what. Forget the DJ. You just booked the friends of Frank. When and where is this blessed union of yours taking place? Oh, here are the details. We'd be honored if you and your wives would attend the ceremony. Well, I guess we could do that. The wives love a good wedding. But I'll warn you, I cried at all four of mine. So it's a deal? Solid as stone. Include this episode of Sharon Glassman's Novel with Songs, Blame It on Hoboken, available at SharonGlassmanLive.com. Today's episode features, in alphabetical order, Connor Magyar is the announcer, Dave McIntyre as Tom Ross, and Sharon Glassman as Carolyn and the narrator. The songs of Blame It on Hoboken are written by Sharon Glassman and produced by Eric Tureen. Join us next week, same time, same location, for another music-filled episode of Blame It on Hoboken. Blame It on Hoboken comes to you from Studio To Be or Not To Be in Longmont, Colorado, and is syndicated on the Longmont Compass. Write our names and flame with it. No two days the same on it. Stake a claim for fame on it. Blame it on Hoboken. But baby, stay with me.